Now today's federal newscast, I'm Eric White. Key management positions at the Agriculture Department are filled as part of USDA's ongoing reorganization. Secretary Sonny Perdue announces five changes to its management ranks, including making Donald Bice the permanent deputy assistant secretary for administration. Bice had been acting in that role since September. Mary Pletcher comes over from the Interior Department to be USDA's new chief human capital officer. Perdue also says Gary Washington will become permanent chief information officer. The White House confirms it's withdrawing one of President Trump's nominations. Trump nominated Kathleen Hartnett White last October to serve as chair of the Council on Environmental Quality. The Senate included White's name on a list of political nominations sent back to the White House for reconsideration at the end of 2017. Before her nomination, White previously served on a commission overseeing Texas's environmental agency. The Labor Department's Veterans Employment and Training Service kicks off a new demonstration program to promote the hiring of veterans. The Hire Vets Medallion Program demonstration will test the application, review, and award processes for the Hire Vets Medallion Program. The program, created by Congress under the Hire Vets Act, will begin in 2019. The demonstration program is free and limited to the first 300 applicants. Newer veterans aren't getting the proper mental health care they need, Federal News Radio Scott Massioni reports. A study mandated by Congress finds there are substantial unmet needs for mental health services for Iraq and Afghanistan war veterans. The study states half of the vets with depression or post-traumatic stress disorder are not receiving mental health care. A different study from the Clinical Psychology Review says focus on issues like PTSD may overshadow other stresses veterans are facing. Those stresses include losing military identity and feeling isolation in the civilian world. I'm Scott Massioni. Congress and the Government Accountability Office are concerned the Veterans Affairs Department will not meet its self-imposed February 2019 deadline to stand up a new appeals process. The deadline was included in a new Appeals Modernization Act passed last August. The VA doesn't have a complete implementation plan. Its IT plan, for instance, only goes up to the first six months. A big change in Medicaid policy at Health and Human Services could herald a patchwork of policies nationwide. Here's Tom Temin with today's management report. On Friday, HHS approved an Indiana program to require working-age Medicaid recipients to have to work or do community service. It's the second state to do so after Kentucky since HHS opened the possibility of work requirements last month. In traveling to Indiana to underscore the change, newly installed Secretary Scott Azar said several other states are negotiating with HHS for new Medicaid approaches. I'm Tom Temin. 31 small businesses can now compete for work under the OASIS government-wide acquisition contract for professional services. The General Services Administration adds these firms to the existing stable of vendors to provide payroll services, tax preparation services, and other similar functions. This is the first on-ramp for the OASIS contract. DHS picks a vendor for the next phase of a government-wide cyber initiative. The Homeland Security Department and the General Services Administration award a $621 million contract to Booz Allen Hamilton under the Continuous Diagnostics and Mitigation, or CDM, program. The six-year task order is for maintenance of existing cyber tools and the implementation of new ones at seven agencies. The agency customers include the Departments of Veterans Affairs, Transportation and Energy, as well as the Office of Personnel Management. This is the first CDM award under the new approach using the Alliant Government-Wide Acquisition Contract. I'm Jason Miller. And a new tool from the Office of Personnel Management to help agencies request approval for recruitment, retention, and relocation incentives more easily. OPM creates a series of fillable templates to help agencies make requests when they want to offer a higher incentive pay than they're allowed to give without approval. The Government Accountability Office recently found agencies rarely use these incentives. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.